Welcome everybody to your daily dose of video game news at Pixels and Pines for Wednesday, April 19th, 2023. The format today is going to be a little different because I have two large topics I want to report about today, so let's get right into it. Today, Nintendo released a 20-minute Nintendo Indie Showcase, so let's go ahead and get into the games that they were talking about. Mineko's Night Market In a quaint village at the base of Mount Fugu, the sun cat Nika was once worshipped for granting good fortune and prosperity. However, jealousy amongst the villagers led to the cat's banishment, and the story of Nico faded from memory. But in Mineko's Night Market, recent sightings reveal that the legend of Nico may not be just a myth after all. In this upcoming narrative adventure game, players will take on various jobs, befriend townsfolk, and craft items in preparation for the weekly night market. With parades, cat races, and performances, the market offers a bustling atmosphere where almost anything found on the island can be sold. But that's not all. Players can explore the island and uncover secrets and puzzles, all while being careful of meddling agents. Maneko's Night Market offers a charming and whimsical experience, releases on September 26th. My Time at Sanrock In this highly anticipated sequel to My Time at Portia, it combines elements of role-playing games and simulation games. In this post-apocalyptic desert community, you must gather resources, restore buildings, and make friends with the locals. You can customize your home, venture into ancient ruins, and battle monsters in melee combat. My Time at Sanrock is set to launch on the Nintendo Switch this summer. Played Up, a roguelike management simulator that lets you create and run your very own restaurant. You can decorate and automate the kitchen, but be careful to strategize and plan the layout to meet the demands of hungry customers. You can even play with up to four chefs locally or online to help run the business. As you progress, you can acquire high-tech appliances to upgrade your kitchen and make your next restaurant venture even more successful. Played Up launches on the Nintendo Switch this October. Quilts and Cats of Calico, adapted from the real-life tabletop game Calico. In this game, you make a quilt from patterned pieces of fabric, place them on the board, and sew buttons to score points and attract adorable cats. Each cat has a preferred pattern, so stitch in style to become a master quilt maker. You can play with up to three friends in local and online multiplayer, or join ranked matches against random players. You can also customize your cats to give them a unique look. Quilts and Cats of Calico releases on the Nintendo Switch system this fall. Rift of the Necrodancer In this spin-off of Crypt of the Necrodancer, players must still move to the rhythm, but there's a new musical twist. Lane-based combat means that the monsters come flying at the player, and they must match the on-screen prompts to kick them to the curb. Each monster has a different movement pattern, and some take multiple hits to defeat. Boss battles are also included, as well as a special mini-game for each of the five character storylines. Rift of the Necrodancer launches on Nintendo Switch this year. In DLC news, a little to the left, Cupboards and Drawers DLC was announced for fans of the original game. This paid DLC includes 25 new puzzles that see players exploring a world of small spaces, secret compartments, and other surprising things. Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon Puzzlers Pack DLC was also announced, adding two new playable characters, quandary challenges, and over 20 in-game hats to modify runs or pick up some new relics. The DLC is free and launches this spring. Cult of the Lamb Relics of the Old Faith update was also announced. This free update expands the game with dozens of new items, relics, and enemies scattered across remixed dungeons. Players will encounter new versions of the four guardian bishops and can take their spoils back to the cult with new buildings to construct and followers to recruit. A new unlockable quest, permadeath, gauntlet, and boss rush modes will keep players entertained. The update launches on Nintendo Switch on April 24th. Animal Well, a game developed by Billy Basso. This atmospheric pixelated world offers players the experience of finding something new in a familiar place. With a labyrinth environment, players will search for treasures while encountering various creatures, some of which might be hostile. 
Players will have to use their wits to make a quick getaway or seek help from friendly creatures. Crime O'Clock Players have to solve over 40 cases across time and space. By visiting crime scenes in each era and meeting characters to resolve cases, players will change the map and unlock new adventures. Crime O'Clock is sent to launch on Nintendo Switch on June 30th. Tesla Grad 2 and Tesla Grad Remastered In Tesla Grad 2, players will use electromagnetic powers to solve physics-based puzzles while exploring stunning Scandinavian-inspired environments. They'll encounter fearsome beasts along the way and must master the art of Teslamancy in order to defeat them and unlock new areas. The game features an orchestral soundtrack that's influenced by Nordic folk tunes. Additionally, the Nintendo Switch release of the original Teslagrad game has been remastered with enhanced visuals and 10 extra challenge levels. Both Teslagrad 2 and Teslagrad Remastered will be available on the Nintendo Switch system later today, and players can purchase them separately or bundle together in the Teslagrad Power Pack Edition. Shadows Over Loathing a slapstick RPG set in the west of Loathing Universe in the 1920s. Players are tasked with running their uncle's antique shop while also uncovering a sinister plot that could spell the end of the world. The black and white world is filled with talking frogs, sentient math, and eldritch horrors, with plenty of roles to play as you venture through the sprawling environment. Shadows Over Loathing is available on Nintendo Switch later today, with a physical version set to launch this fall. Blasphemous 2 a brutal action platformer that sees players undertake a pilgrimage through a land ravaged by a foul curse known as the Miracle. Players can choose from three newly added weapons, each with deadly precision and versatility, to hack and slash their way through legions of bloodthirsty foes and treacherous traps. Unlocking weapon memories will allow you to learn more moves to help you survive the dangers that lie ahead. Blasphemous 2 is set to slash onto Nintendo Switch this summer. Oxenfree 2 Lost Signals Set five years after the events of the first game, Players take control of Riley, who returns to her hometown of Kamina to research strange electromagnetic waves. She soon discovers more than she bargained for when she taps into the town's ghostly signals and unsettling static to communicate with supernatural beings. While exploring Kamina's beautiful yet treacherous town, you'll use the new walkie-talkie conversation system to connect with local contacts, some of whom may have valuable info to give you more insight into Kamina's mysteries. Oxenfree 2 Lost Signals is set to release on Nintendo Switch on July 12th, with pre-orders available today on the Nintendo eShop. Paper Trail Paper Trail is a top-down puzzle adventure about leaving home, set in a foldable paper world. You play as Paige, a budding academic, leaving home for the first time to pursue her studies. On the journey, you learn to fold the world, merging two sides to solve puzzles, explore new areas, and uncover lost secrets. Little Kitty Big City Cat Simulator, basically. As a player, you'll have to make a tough decision, head straight home or indulge in the many offerings of the big city. Making it home safely is a top priority, or at least it's on the to-do list somewhere. Little Kitty Big City is set to hit the Nintendo Switch next year. Chance of Senar, a captivating adventure game promising to take gamers on a journey to a world inspired by the myth of Babel. In Chance of Senar, players will find themselves in a colorful and poetic setting where they will discover a world where men have forgotten their past. They will travel through an endless labyrinth, unravel an ominous truth, and unlock the mysteries of this fascinating universe using ancient languages as both the lock and the key. Launches on Nintendo Switch on September 5th, 2023. Brotato, a vampire survivor-esque game. A spaceship from Potato World has crash-landed on an alien planet. The only survivor is none other than Brotato, a unique potato with a rare ability to wield not one, not two, but six weapons simultaneously. Stranded and awaiting rescue from his fellow potatoes, Brotato must now fight for survival in this hostile, unknown world filled with danger at every turn. Releases sometime in 2023. Escape Academy The Complete Edition 
Are you ready to become the ultimate escape room master? Train yourself to tackle any challenge thrown your way in this thrilling puzzle game. Solve puzzles, hack servers, and even brew the perfect cup of tea. And the best part? You can do it all alone or with a friend, whether you're sitting side by side or connecting online. Releases Fall 2023. Five Nights at Freddy's Security Breach. In Security Breach, players take on the role of Gregory, a young boy trapped inside Freddy Fazbear's Mega Pizza Plex overnight. But Gregory won't be alone in his quest for survival, as he teams up with none other than Freddy himself to unravel the mysteries of the Pizza Plex and make it out alive. Available now. Bomb Rush Cyberfunk, where you can create your own cipher and take on the city in a unique and thrilling way. Show off your dance moves, express your creativity through painting, and pull off tricks that will leave onlookers in awe. But be aware, the cops will be hot on your heels, so be ready to face off with them and claim your territory in the extrusions and cavities of the sprawling metropolis. Releases on August 18th. And that's going to do it for Nintendo's Indie Showcase. A lot of great games. Bomb Rush Cyberfunk is definitely one of my favorites. Tesla Grad is looking really good as well. And finally, we're going to go over the Famitsu interview with Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster producer Naofumi Takuma. Square Enix's popular RPG series Final Fantasy is getting a new version featuring updated pixel graphics and sound called the Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster series. The series aims to bring back the early titles of the franchise as the ultimate 2D remaster. Already available on smartphones and PC via Steam, the series is set to be released on Nintendo Switch and PlayStation 4 today. The console versions of the game will feature additional functions such as a pixel font switch and a game boost function. However, it has been reported that the console versions of the game have undergone more detailed adjustments and improvements than just additional functions. In an interview, Naofumi Takuma, the producer of the Switch and PS4 versions of the game, provided details about the adjustments made and the reasoning behind them. Takuma is known for his work on Million Arthur, Arcana Blood, Trials of Mana as co-producer, and Harvestella as a support member. He is now producing the Switch and PS4 versions of the Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster. When asked about his involvement in the project, Takuma explained that he joined the development team midway through the production of the smartphone and PC versions. Later on, he was asked to be the producer for the Switch and PS4 versions of the game. Takuma shared that he is part of the direct hit generation and the Final Fantasy series was a topic of conversation among his peers in elementary school. He even recalls playing the second title of the series when he was about five or six years old. Despite being unable to clear the game, he eventually managed to complete it after multiple attempts. When asked about the response from users of the smartphone and PC versions, Takuma acknowledged that the Legendary series has elements that received both positive and negative feedback. He notes that the opinions differ among players who have played the original titles and those who have only played the remastered version. Takuma also understands that it is challenging to balance the appeal of what has changed versus what has remained the same. The Switch and PlayStation 4 versions of Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster were not initially planned, but due to the overwhelming demand from fans, the development team decided to pursue a console release. Takuma shared that he had been taking detailed notes throughout the development of the game for both his own ideas and suggestions from users. While some of the changes could not be implemented in the smartphone and PC versions due to scheduling constraints, Takuma proposed a list of adjustments and improvements to the company for approval. Aside from his own notes, Takuma also took into consideration the feedback from users and picked up suggestions from them to improve the game further. The console versions of the games are said to have undergone more precise adjustments and improvements than just additional features, such as an 8,000 character pixel font creation, adjustments to the background music, and more. Takuma's attention to detail and his desire to deliver the best possible version of the game for fans show the level of dedication he and the team have put into the Final Fantasy Pixar Remaster series. 
Takuma explained that as a producer, he is responsible for doing whatever it takes to sell the game, including compiling a list of necessary fixes. Despite the additional workload, Takuma's love for games motivated him to incorporate various improvements into the game, including a feature that allows players to switch between the original and arranged versions of the game's soundtracks, as well as a pixel fun option. While Takuma recognized that incorporating all requested changes would be impossible, he worked closely with his team to incorporate as many changes as possible while staying within the allotted budget. Takuma also explained that his decision to include a pixel font option was important in maintaining the original feel of the game. While the default font provided by the font vendor was easy to read, Takuma felt that the pixel font option would better emulate the original game's atmosphere. Since no commercial pixel fonts were available to use, Takuma and his team worked on creating a new pixel font from scratch. According to Takuma, the team consulted with a font-making company to determine the design of the game's font. They eventually settled on a font similar to that of Final Fantasy V, with a pixelated style reminiscent of the original game. The team researched and created each character of the font individually, with a focus on making it readable while maintaining the retro feel. The team also created a pixel font for all Japanese characters, including the commonly used kanji characters and those up to the JIS standard level too. This decision was made to ensure that players could easily input their names into the game, among other reasons. In total, the team created around 8,000 new characters for the game's font. When asked about the boost function, Takuma explained that the team wanted to offer more than just a simple speed boost for the game. Instead, they incorporated a variety of features, such as increasing the amount of experience, points, and gil earned, as well as the option to turn off enemy encounters. Each boost feature was designed specifically for the game it was included in, with consideration for the game systems and mechanics. Takuma also explained that some boost features were added specifically to allow for different playstyles. For example, he wanted to make it easier for players to attempt a low-level run, a popular challenge in the Final Fantasy community. By allowing players to adjust the experience points gained, they could attempt this challenge without being forced to grind for hours. Takuma highlighted the ability for players to toggle between walking and dashing. In Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster, players have to press a button to dash, but now they can choose whether they want to walk or dash by default. Takuma explained that since there are fewer scenes where players wouldn't want to dash, it makes sense to have dashing as the default. Another change that Takuma mentioned is the ability to return to the title screen during battle. This feature is especially useful for games like Final Fantasy V and Final Fantasy VI, where there are rare items that players can steal from enemies. If players accidentally steal a common item, they would have to reload the game to try again. To make this process less cumbersome, Takuma added the ability to return to the title screen and load a save file during battle. Takuma also shared other changes that he is proud of, such as the new sound effect for saving the game. The previous sound effect was similar to the notification sound for a chat message in Final Fantasy XIV, which some players found confusing. In response to player feedback, Takuma changed the sound effect to something new. Additionally, Takuma mentioned a feature in the mobile version of the game called AR Battles, where players could use the Monster Encyclopedia to battle monsters in augmented reality. While this feature isn't available in the console versions, Takuma wanted to incorporate the Monster Encyclopedia into the game's battle in some ways. Takuma added a new battle simulator where players can fight any enemy by loading save data. He explains that this feature is mainly for entertainment purposes, but could also be used as a tool for strategy. For Final Fantasy II, Takuma added a display of the hidden parameter Magic Interruption Value, which decreases the effectiveness of magic spells when wearing heavier armor. This parameter was not explained in the original game, so Takuma thought it was important to add it to the status screen. Takuma also made adjustments to the game's events and visuals, such as adding an effect to Edge's character in Final Fantasy XIV during a battle scene and adjusting the timing of the music and character dialogue. He explained that these small details are important for the game's overall experience and that he hopes players will appreciate them.
Takuma also adjusted the animation of the jump ability for the character Kane in Final Fantasy IV. Originally Kane's jump animation was unique and impressive, but in the remastered versions it was changed to match the animation of other characters' jumps. Takuma believed that Kane's jump should have its own independent animation and thus it was adjusted accordingly. In Final Fantasy III and V, Takuma added the display of job names below the job selection screen to make it easier for players to understand which job they were selecting. This was especially helpful for Final Fantasy V, where each character's design was different for each job, causing confusion for players who were new to the game. For Final Fantasy IV, V, and VI, Takuma made changes to the guard and change commands. Originally, these commands were displayed on the right and left direction keys respectively, but in the remastered versions they were displayed vertically. While this made the commands easier to understand, it also added an extra step for players to execute, which could be problematic in real-time battles. Takuma decided to revert to the original version's layout for these commands. In Final Fantasy VI, Takuma also made changes to the boss battle with Ultima Weapon, including changing the color of the enemy symbol and adjusting the transition of the battle's background music. Additionally, the opening staff role for the game was added back into the remastered version, showcasing the names of the original staff who worked on the game. Despite the numerous adjustments made to the games, Takuma's attention to detail and commitment to preserving the original versions of the game shines through. When asked about the possible future additions to the remastered series, Takuma stated that he would like to continue to focus on improving the quality of the existing games rather than adding new content. He mentioned that there are still more changes that could be made, even though the team has already made many adjustments. Takuma, who is a big fan of the Final Fantasy series, understands that there are still some areas that fans would like to see improved. However, he is committed to delivering the best possible game and has proposed various suggestions to make it happen. The team was able to make many changes due to the numerous requests from fans, and Takuma believes that it's essential to listen to the user's voices. He encourages players to provide feedback and opinions about the game, which will help the team make future updates and improvements. When asked if the changes made for the console version will also be reflected in the already released smartphone and PC versions, Takuma replied that it's currently under consideration. However, he acknowledged that the development process for each platform is different, and it's challenging to ensure that all the same elements are included in all versions. Takuma also explained that although game development has become easier due to improved engines, each platform requires optimization, and it still takes time to develop and release games on each different system. He added that it was even more challenging to develop six titles simultaneously, as each game is designed to function independently. Despite the difficulties, the team was able to master and release all six titles one by one starting from last summer to ensure a simultaneous release on April 19, 2023 for both the Switch and PlayStation 4 platforms. Takuma expressed his appreciation for the staff's hard work and dedication, which helped make the release possible without any further delays. You can experience the updated versions of the Final Fantasy Pixel Remasters on the Nintendo Switch and the PlayStation 4 today, so go ahead and check that out. And that's going to wrap up the gaming news for Wednesday, April 19th. Two big stories, the Nintendo Indie Showcase and an interview with Naofumi Takuma about the work that he did on the Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster for the Nintendo Switch and the PlayStation 4. Don't forget to rate the podcast five stars and don't forget to drop a review. If you like the contents of the visual variety, check out our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash at Pixels and Pints. See you tomorrow for more video game news.